Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us once again on another Coffee Roasters Warm Up Sessions podcast. I totally, for some reason, just blinked that. I was like, what is this called? This is the Mirror Coffee Roasters podcast or the Coffee Roasters Warm Up Sessions. Um, little backstory to that. Honestly, from the beginning, uh, a lot of our coffee roasting production days were just simply made up of us warming up the roaster and for all of you coffee roasters know out there warming up the roaster isn't like uh you turn on the switch throw the beans in there and you're good to go uh most of the time it's like a prolonged experience you gotta warm up the machine it's like an hour and a half or depending on your warm-up uh process which is also very important maybe we should do like a full-on podcast about that um but yeah, so that moment, those that time of warming up the machine, um, we would just talk about whether that's life, whether that's coffee news, roasting, um, new coffees we've tried, things we've heard in the industry, what's going on in Bellingham and coffee, and uh, when it came to starting a podcast, because we we're like, why not, why not start a podcast? Um, it was like, well, why don't we just call them the Coffee Roaster Warm Up Sessions, which is like the Coffee Roaster warming up. These are the sessions bringing right. you guys into where the conversation kind of like, happened. Exactly. Yep. Wonderful. And of course, it was always done with a batch brew. I mean, yeah, if we were like uh, making food or in like the food industry, probably call it like an oven warm up session, but you know, same, same, but different. That's right. That's right. Sheesh. We got a little, uh, What's what's this in the in the craft? Nice, nice. This is the El Virgil Elias and I almost said Elias and Shady Bader. That that's what it is. Yeah, um, from Colombia to Lima. Yeah, I'm seeing more Tolima coffees rather than the classic Nariño. I don't know if that's like recently changed or the it went from at least for me. I started noticing a lot of Nariño coffees in the beginning super popular and then uh what's the with the c c a c a u Kauka or Kauka. yeah colombia and then um now i'm seeing a lot of tolima coffees um but maybe just because i think we're just drinking different roasters now than i used to yeah um so yeah that kind of makes sense you know a lot of these coffees are like a lot of folks who are have el virgil they're buying coffee from them quite like regularly. So it's not like it's new. It just, I happen to notice more of these coffees. Yeah. I feel like a lot of coffee is like also like an echo chamber or like it's that confirmation bias when you're like, Oh man, I want to buy this car. And then you're like looking for, you're like, man, nobody has it. It's like this new, like hip, um, it's different, you know, like, and then you get it and you're like, oh, there's like hundreds of them on the road. Right. Like, how have I not noticed this? I feel like, I feel like that's the case with a lot of coffee stuff. It's just like, um, yeah, with processing producers, um, yeah. Stuff brewers. Like yeah. Brewers. Like I mean, everybody, I just saw, was, everybody was dripping on, or <laughs> dripping, <laughs> everybody was brewing on the, 
origami for like a long time like every i mean it's still popular I feel like but it no, used but, to be like every single post yeah i felt like nobody was bringing on anything else but an origami i exactly. felt left out you guys yeah, exactly. make me feel left out i was like still vibing with my v60 out here <laughs> the ceramic one um, i think i know what you were gonna say earlier about did you recently see who's selling the trickolate Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I knew did, it. I, did, I knew I did, it. I did. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah now exactly. the circlet's popping off, and I'm that's, everywhere. That's all I hear about. That's all I see. So, um, yeah, it's just reckless, yeah. right? I actually, after seeing that post from that roasting company, I was like, maybe I should get one. <laughs> all this like confirmation exactly. bias from everybody. Everywhere. I'm just like, Man. I'm sick of it. But anyways, this is a anaerobic natural processed coffee. Yeah. We literally just dropped it about seven days ago from this podcast so mm-hmm. it was like the first day of january literally january 1st mm-hmm. we dropped this new coffee um it's unlike anything we've dropped before um it's just it's just a wild one yeah the farm is very infamous for what they do and working with some really spectacular roasters so if you haven't checked it out check it out but guess what also i think today we're dropping um Today isn't Saturday. Today isn't Saturday. I'm like, like I always don't know because I'm like, wait, I have to talk about it as if it's today. But the podcast we're not record. We're recording like days before. But day of the podcast release. Yeah, the day of the podcast release. uh, I believe it's January eighth, the Saturday morning. Uh, There should be a new coffee on the site, and that's what we should have brewed. But that's fine. That's true. Um, uh, We're we're uh, what do we just drop? Uh, Micro lot from Guatemala. That's right, San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. Um, isn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that a relative of Jorge Mendez? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it it's felt, a, I felt like it that felt in like the it. description, yeah. but then I was like, wait, no, I don't know. Shout out to Onyx <laughs> who reached out to us and was like, hey, we have this special micro lot um, that was like part of a, the one-of-a-kind Guatemalan auction. Yeah. Literally, there's like... 200 pounds of it and that's it like there's nothing else of it exists in the world it is it was exciting because it was like it's always nice to be able to buy out like a full lot and know like yeah. this is the only coffee that of this coffee exists in the world what do you think about the coffee what's give, give us some some yeah. thoughts we've been cupping it drinking it brewing it for like the last month um trying to find our way into it yeah like you said we've um been uh just trying different roast profiles on it and kind of getting it to the point where we're like, man, this brings out the coffee the most. Um, and one of my favorite cuppings of the coffee was when, um, both you and I tasted it and we were not only finding flavor notes that you and I both experienced, but also flavor notes that we uniquely experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we were like picking up vanilla or honey or different forms of sweetness. Yeah. Um, so to say this coffee is quite complex on mm-hmm. that level. Um, and especially depending on how you're going to brew it, I think different elements of the coffee shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I know in the cupping, like I, um, I picked up just a, a lot of cherry. That was a big one, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, and then when you started picking up more of the floral sti- uh, mm-hmm. side of it, then I started brewing on V60, and that's when I started tasting more of the floral side yeah. apart from just the cupping. Um, and then that's where that whole sweetness, like I think you picked up vanilla, I picked mm-hmm. up like honey. So like there was just like so much yeah. complexity in the coffee Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like not, not to simply say like 
all of those things were present. They yeah. were, but at different times, I would say. Yeah. Um, so I would say this coffee is extremely unique. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's going to go great. Again, if I had a preferred brew method for this coffee, if you're into the V60 and you're still holding true to that conical brewer, this is a great coffee for that. For sure. Um, it's just going to go excellent. When we brewed it at Apps, yeah. I think it just, it was one of my favorite coffees and it was standing next to Naturals. Yeah, it's excellent. And I would say like, uh, for those of you who are planning to pick it up or thinking of picking it up, um, brewed on the V60 for sure. Yeah. When we dialed it in on V60, it was like, yeah. wow, there's something beautiful just hidden in here that when you get it on, get it like right on, on the spot, it's a yeah. great coffee. And honestly, like the complexity, like these are the coffees that get, get me excited. Honestly, I love mm-hmm. the wild anaerobic naturals or carbonic maceration, thermal shocked, upside down shocked, whatever. <laughs> like I love the, I like yeah. those coffees, but coffees like this are just like so clean and sweet. And even cupping it today, I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, like this is just a beautiful cup of yeah. coffee and i actually actually can't wait i i, I want to figure out how to brew it on espresso i'm just gonna um, say that and just yeah. give it a shot because i'm like literally and figuratively um i feel like there could be a lot going on there yeah and totally. the crazy thing was like where i was brewing it at two three four weeks and the entire time there was something interesting going on and every mm-hmm. time i brewed it i felt like one time it was marshmallows some one time it was like deep florals orange like yeah just kind of, it's, it's just very interesting and la- yeah. like a couple of days ago you brewed like a very old roast of it yeah and the aromas were excellent yeah it was, it was like unreal honey yeah yeah it's literally wildflower honey yeah. yeah it was great so, so there it is uh it's live go check it out um take a peek at it pick it up um it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one and there's not a whole lot of it left mm-hmm. so can't guarantee that it's gonna be there for a long time um so that's that. But um, yeah, any thoughts on, on the copy? Uh, get it while it lasts. It won't, it won't, there's it, not a lot of it and it's <laughs> exclusive. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You can't go over to Onyx and pick it up yeah. or, you know. Or anywhere else. Primary, yeah. whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, cool. Well, today we just wanted to talk about, uh, honestly, just brainstorming some podcast ideas and um, we kind of just were like, why not just like cover some really interesting uh, coffee facts? Mm-hmm. Fun facts, because who doesn't like fun facts on a podcast? Um, yeah, just some coffee facts that actually, uh, I think one thing that I like about these, just reading over these coffee facts, is that it, it brings so much more perspective totally. to the industry and the part of the industry that we're in. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to think that like everybody's drinking specialty coffee when you're yeah. once again in like an echo chamber, like, and you're looking for that like 1% like geisha anaerobic from this specific farm, which is all cool. Like, I love that. And we're suckers for that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I mean, that's part of the, part of the craft. Right. Um, but reading over these statistics, I'm like, oh, wait, like, it's so crazy how niche it is. Like this whole this whole coffee thing. Yeah, totally. And that majority of the folks who drink coffee um, still drink coffee for kind of the basic, most common reasons, right? You need some caffeine. Yeah. Um, it's become a morning tradition. And you know what I mean? It's it's just fuel for the day. Yeah. So like very basic. And that's why some of the things that we're going to l- look like, they 
for some listeners, this may be shocking because yeah. you've never seen these statistics or facts. Yeah. Um, but some of you are also going to relate because I, I remember um, before we went into, you know, this rabbit hole of coffee, mm-hmm. I remember um, my experiences with coffee and they were simply that, like even our dad, like, you know, just drinking yeah basic instant coffee in the morning, like from going from that or using uh, a French press to brew coffee mm-hmm. or, you know, a coffee pot. Um, so I think these statistics and these facts are going to wrap up what majority of folks in the United States are experiencing when it comes to coffee. Yeah. So like you said, it brings a lot of perspective, but it also helps kind of step back, reassess and reevaluate um, just mm-hmm. the whole industry yeah. as a whole, even like as us who own a roasting company, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. But yeah. also as someone yeah. who is always, you know, trying to either make my coffee taste quote unquote better, yeah. you know what I mean? Or trying to find the most rarest coffees. This kind of information helps bring perspective to like my personal coffee journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. So of course. And so what um, do we got? Yeah. Um, we're going to start kind of like broad a little bit, but uh, 64% of American adults currently consume coffee mm-hmm. every day. So this is not like an occasional yeah, like drink. It's not like, you know, you go party on the weekends and you have like, you know, 10 cocktails. No, this is like an <laughs> yeah. everyday thing, you know, like totally. every day, which to think about, like, I think the population of the United States is 320 million, which means Sixty-four percent, fifty percent is a hundred and ten. So yeah. I'm eyeballing maybe a hundred and thirty million people, hundred forty million people. Wait, you said how many? No, fifty percent is about a hundred and ten million. In all of the United times States, two equals two hundred and twenty million total. Oh, two hundred and twenty. Sorry, no, 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 no. No, a hundred and sixty. Hundred, yeah, sixty, something yeah. like that. And then that's fifty. So this yeah. sixty-four. So maybe two hundred million. Yeah, which. Yeah, that's like a lot of coffee drinkers. It's a lot. I mean, I, I when I hear that, my mind goes two ways. Like, man, what are those folks drinking? Yeah, that's, that's you same, know what I mean. Same. That's a big. I'm of like, course, of course. Yeah. Part of owning the business, you're always asking yeah. that question. <laughs> but my the other big one is, if you're not in the sixty four percent, if you're in the thirty six percent, right? Yeah, thirty six percent of folks. What are you drinking in the morning? Are you just like drinking Gatorade, like water, like tea? Like, are you grabbing a beer on your way to work? Like, what? <laughs> like, hopefully not. Style. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what are you drinking? Um, yeah. That that's like kind of my big question because I, when I like remember, like try to remember, like what did I drink in the morning? It was tea. Like, I think that's tea, yeah. also in a Russian tradition. Yeah. So that you, we also gotta consider the fact that America is pretty diverse when it comes to traditions and cultures. Yeah. Yeah. So not everybody has the tradition of brewing a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. Um. Especially for us Russians, like, man, those little Russian tea cakes or like the pyaniki. Of course, that's the Russian yeah. thing word for Just it. What like you have for breakfast. with a little yeah, tea. Little you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or if, if you're our dad, you're a slice of bagel with butter. I don't exactly. know. <laughs> but go. tea is a big drink. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Um, other than that, it makes sense. I I would actually think the number should be higher. Really? Yeah. I don't. I I don't know. I. I for some reason, that number comes to a surprise to me. But at the same time, I'm like, wait a second. You think about it and you're like, no, no, no. That, 
that actually sounds about about right. Right. Um, that more than half the United States drinks coffee. And so my mind went to pretty much exactly where your mind went, which is like, what the heck are they drinking? 65, yeah. 64%. What kind of coffee are you drinking? Dunkin', yeah. Starbucks? Exactly. Um, which probably the, predominantly a lot of the people are probably drinking yeah. Dunkin', Starbucks, um, Panera Bread. That's a big uh, one. It was huge yeah. uh, with their free coffee, like coffee subscription that gets you unlimited coffee, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, uh, for, you know, to... I mean, for for a while, the big one was uh, McCafe um, when they launched. Oh, because they're fairly yeah. new to the McDon- game. Yeah. Like they're not yeah. as old as you know yeah. uh, Starbucks or Dunkin'. Yeah, but... and then Chick Fil A as well. Right, um, Chick-fil-A. which word yep. on the street is. Uh, w- I heard that Chick-fil-A has pretty decent coffee. Yeah. And very well-sourced coffee, too. And word on the street is that it actually might be, quote-unquote, specialty grade, which is breaking that's, my mind. That, I don't know yeah. where I've heard that. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't don't call me on that, folks. Yeah. Don't call me on that. Maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I, I'm just wondering what they're drinking. And um, a statistics we found, I I also don't really understand how they came up with these numbers because they don't add up to a hundred percent yeah which is weird but they said that dark roast that people drink um sorry 41 percent mm-hmm. of the people that were asked drink dark roast 51 percent drink medium roast uh 15 percent drink light roast mm-hmm. and 11 percent were like i don't even know what roast it is yeah. <laughs> i mean that kind of makes sense it doesn't have to add up to a hundred because you may drink dark and medium roast Um, you know what I mean? So I think it's more of a general statistic here. Um, but wait, did you say dark roast is still the most popular? Is that right? No, no. Medium roast is medium roast is at 51 and dark roast is at 41, which when I first read that, I was like, wait, people, there's more people drinking medium roast actually, which I, it's also hard to calibrate because for example, like the other day I was at Starbucks, there was a sign that said light roast pour over i got it i drink a light roast pour <laughs> over at starbucks right. call me out yeah but it definitely it was very far from the light roast sorry right it was very far so i don't know how to take that at face value yeah. but it's still kind of intriguing that 51 percent of the of coffee drinkers in the states are drinking a medium roast yeah and 41 drinking dark roast which is huge that's yeah. like and i don't want to be like narcissistic that or like narrow-minded that you have to drink coffee the way i do right but that's exciting to think that the scales are tipping towards a medium roast no yeah no for sure i think that like you already said like my mind goes um what's the definition here like how do we Mm -hmm. define according to this statistic like how do we define dark medium and light um because we've all even within specialty like you make the circle even smaller mm-hmm. and then look within specialty coffee. Like not all of us are on the same page when it comes to like dark medium or light. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's a range, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's not a, I guess a objective way to look yeah. at it. Yeah. So within that, um, it makes sense that medium roast would be at least for me yeah. because medium is in the middle. And I think we're just, creatures the way we're built like we don't want if you don't want this you don't want that you choose what's yeah, in the middle yeah like the classic tip option you know what i mean 15 20 25 20 gets chosen all the, the most time. all yeah. the time so yeah. i think that also plays in the role it's like right in the middle therefore we tend to choose it yeah. but also um because like 
light roast and dark roast have two very polarizing uh, flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. And most folks, uh, once you had a light roast, yeah. you automatically say, oh, that's acidic. I'm kind of predominantly, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I'm once again, speaking on very broad terms. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you have a dark roast, you may say, oh, that's too strong and bitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. so those are like the common, yeah, they're kind of extreme. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that medium roast would be like the label you would look yeah. at that, which I, w- I, c- I could get down for a medium roast. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. Um, this I've been, I've been challenged over the last two years with my preference, especially in roasting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I, I actually can get down for a medium roast. Like, it's not bad. I feel like a lot of light roasts are also too light almost sometimes Yeah, um, that it takes away from the coffee. But once again, it is a big preference. Mm-hmm. But I will say medium roast is a perfect gateway drug to the light roast uh, yeah. part of the industry, right. the light roast uh, fad, which is exciting. Um, I can, I mean that has played a part in my coffee enlightenment journey or whatever you want to call it into yeah. really craft specialty coffee, which is, which is awesome to see that that's where, that's where right. the majority of people are sitting, um, in that medium roast, right. um, which playing off of that, um, I mean, I do a couple of them cause I think they're all connected. So 79% of Americans prepare coffee at home, yeah. which is crazy. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, 45% of coffee consumers brew their coffee by a drip coffee maker. Yep. And 35% of coffee consumers drink, usually drink black coffee. 35. Yeah. Okay. About a little over a third. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which, would, that all see, kind of sits right with me. Yeah. Yeah. The... The the thing that I was surprised at, to be honest, is that 79% of people prepare coffee at home. Right. To me, I guess maybe because I work in the industry and my first instinct is, yeah, I, I brew coffee a lot, like on my own. But my also big first in- instinct is also to go to a cafe, get something tasty, see what they're brewing on espresso. You have mm-hmm. pour over, drip. You have all these options that you can enjoy. That's kind of where I gravitate to. Right. Do you think that like... 80% of people or 79% are just drinking coffee at home predominantly. Right. I think that's a, like a pretty big, yeah. which is awesome because brewing at home doesn't have to suck. And we actually did a whole podcast on that. Right. I think, um, like it reminds me of like our friend Kyle. Um, he drinks mm-hmm. a lot of coffee. Um, he does. He yeah. does. He subscribes monthly from us yeah and it's a lot it's like it's a lot but he also goes to cafes a lot so i think there's also that group of folks who are drinking a lot of coffee at home and they're also visiting the cafe Mm -hmm. um but that's also i think part of our like i was saying earlier it's like our tradition culturally it's kind of what you do you wake up and you start the coffee pot like i think a lot of coffee pots or coffee brewers Mm -hmm have um those built-in timers now and yeah. that was a common yeah. that was a very big fad like your coffee brewer has to have a timer yeah. i yeah, remember yeah. using that yeah. i had a classic mr coffee i can remember it's black it has that little silver square yeah. on top um it was like kind of a mid-range and i would grind my coffee the night before throw in a filter mm-hmm. fill it up with water start my timer and if the electricity doesn't go out 
I wake up to fresh coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's and that's, that's yeah, so that's excellent. I think that's part <laughs> of the cultural tradition of having coffee in the morning. Yeah. Therefore, it makes sense that before you can even get to a cafe, you um, have coffee. Yeah. But I think the other point of view that I'm also thinking is for us, as owners of a coffee company, yeah. that's a very good statistic. The statistic yeah. is basically the favor is in is in our yeah. I don't know I don't know what word I was going to say shoes like the balls yeah. are on our court whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're on our fence here in the sense that um, folks still even if they go to a cafe, most likely their first cup of coffee is going to be at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've seen all those like subscriptions pop up. I mean, the classic one I sent you a few yeah. uh, a few weeks ago was the NPR with yeah, yeah. counterculture. That's crazy. that's big, yeah. especially because a specialty coffee roasting company on such a major channel like like NPR, they cover not only news but a lot of media yeah. to create a subscription for people to enjoy coffee at home. That's big. So the statistic makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I think once again, like oftentimes I feel like my head's like in an echo chamber. And I feel like, I don't know, everybody has like an amazing grinder at home or right. everybody's brewing a geisha. Like I'm like, well, you're not brewing a geisha? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, but it's like when you take a step back and this is why like I love these, I, I love going over these statistics because they just give me like a actual, like somewhat more of a realistic view of the the world the united states as a coffee consumer and coffee drinker and that's become such a big part of our culture as a whole which um is awesome um and yeah i'm also kind of like i don't know how i feel about about 35 percent of coffee consumers usually drink black coffee it feels like once again, I don't know. Maybe should it be higher? I feel like it should be higher, okay, but okay. I also feel like it should be lower because I'm like, wait, yeah. wait. So most people actually don't think that drinking black coffee is bad. No, yeah. Even though I feel like a big question I get all the time is, wait, like you drink black, you drink coffee black? Like that's kind of gross. Like how do you do it? So it's like, yeah. I don't know. That statistic is like, kind of just like intriguing to me because i'm like i've never actually really thought about it and right most people well not most it's a little less than half are drinking their coffee black yeah which is also kind of cool because well you're tasting coffee for for what it is yeah which is awesome but again i i think of two things one that's like me drinking starbucks uh pike's place you know, a tall uh, Pike's Place just brew. And then our dad drinking um, instant coffee. And that instant coffee, almost 100% of the time, like majority of the time, I would say, whenever I had that instant coffee, I was putting sweetened condensed milk into it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the whole, like, that was the beverage in itself. Um, Should I even call it coffee? I don't know. Yeah, it has caffeine. It's coffee. But that's also the complications behind one, the statistic, but also this concept is we call everything coffee. Uh, You know, a light roast is coffee, a dark roast is coffee. They taste significantly different. And instant Um, is coffee. Instant is coffee. flavored Um, pods are coffee. Keurig. uh, Green coffee is coffee. Roasted coffee is coffee. Um, And then at the end of the day, like also coffee is a flavor. Like coffee flavored ice cream, yeah. coffee flavored, I don't know, toothpaste, like coffee flavored everything. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's also a flavor. So, when it comes to 
significantly like defining what that means, it's it's hard. So yeah, therefore, yeah. when we mm-hmm. affiliate our taste preference, I think coffee flavor in itself, that black mm-hmm. coffee flavor is also in my mind, it's dark roast. Like when you say you want yeah. something coffee flavored, that would be it. I know yeah. when I was making baking stuff, like making mm-hmm. um, muffins for the cafe that I was working, yeah. we would use the little instant espresso and guess what? It was coffee flavored, but it didn't have any of those flavor notes that we're looking yeah. for in a light roast. It was just yeah. like rich flavor. Yeah. So therefore, I think if majority of, I would assume that majority of folks would actually drink coffee with cream, which mm-hmm. that's why the statistic doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, I actually think it might be in my mind, less folks would be drinking black coffee. Less folks? Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Like with everything that I've said oh, earlier, it's because yeah. coffee is also viewed predominantly as a flavor. Yeah. So it's yeah. a base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, a w- one last one um, I want to wrap this up with, which I absolutely love this one. Uh, I said that about 29% of U.S. coffee consumers drink coffee to relax. Dang, that's my favorite one right yeah. there. That's powerful. Almost a third of Americans who drink coffee enjoy this beverage because it helps them unwind. Okay. That was cool. that was beyond actually. That that yeah. shattered my mind. I didn't even know that there was enough to even make it a statistic. Yeah. I thought it was like only something I do. Like yeah. I'm like up here at the office at like 10 p.m. and I'll just right before going home. I won't I the, I won't even necessarily even drink all of it. But Grind a just little coffee, a brew. just brew, <laughs> just pour, <laughs> and it's like the most yeah. like calming, relaxing, um, just like I don't know. It's just like a beautiful routine, and I didn't know that thirty percent of U.S. coffee drinkers know exactly what that yeah. feels like, dude. That that's a very cool statistic because, I mean, maybe I'm reaching too far with this one, but if you take the 70 whatever percent of folks who drink coffee at home yeah um pair it with that statistic would that mean that a lot of those folks are relaxing in the morning before they head out to work (laughs) dude if that's the case then man we need to do another uh set of data because that that will open up a whole different um can of worms for us to digest and figure out um but that's an interesting unwinding before work before work yeah to (laughs) wind up and unwind after work dude powerful i love it um but that does that include decaf like would you say like people are unwinding to decaf coffee or caffeinated coffee because coffee is a stimulant it's true you know yeah that's that's also like count i'm like too relaxed i'm like interesting how do you relax when your heart's like beating twice as fast like dude i mean i've been making some coffee cocktails and that's also fun those that's fun yeah 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 for sure i think yeah i mean my tolerance for coffee is like fairly high so Mm -hmm. like having a brew late at night doesn't necessarily kill me but sometimes it just like hits differently and right you regret your decision um but that being said um decaf could be an option as part of that 30 totally. percent that people are drinking which little shameless plug we have some decaf on the site oh yeah but then we're also dropping another decaf in the future in the near future that might will be will be That's very tasty it's gonna be super tasty it's gonna be I'm super, super exciting yeah. yeah actually 
that might be something that I put in a fellow container, bring it up here That's and right. save it for those 10 p.m., 11 p.m. brews here. So, Dude, awesome. That's I it, think, folks. Yeah. I was just going to wrap it up and say, like, I, I like statistics like this. Um, just like you said, it brings perspective, mm-hmm. but it also uh, gives a lot of focus. Uh, yeah. Just as someone who works in the industry, but also just me drinking coffee at home uh, to a degree kind of makes me feel like I'm not part of a bigger collective of folks, which is great. Uh, But also as a business, I'm like, man, the statistics are actually in our favor. Like I'm glad that folks are drinking coffee at home. It is kind of hard when you live in a um, community where there's so many cafes. Yeah, Um, It's it's, it's great, but it's also sometimes you kind of, lose focus that yeah. not everybody goes to a cafe and that's great. That's actually awesome. Which, yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack there actually that I think we could do like a whole episode on. Right. Because that has a lot to do with whether you're a barista, how you treat your, your guests coming in, mm-hmm. knowing more about them helps you better serve them. Right. Yeah. And stuff like this gives a lot of context to the guests that are coming in, which should change how you're communicating with them, how you're talking to them, what, what you're offering them. Right. Um, but then also it, it changes also the, um, cafe approach. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that actually this is like the cafes have a lot more room to grow? Yeah. That's, that's very true too. You know? Yeah. Like there's a lot of information just from there, um, but it's for another time. Awesome. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you guys have a spectacular weekend. Don't forget to check out the new Guatemala micro lot that was dropped today. And uh, that's it. Hopefully you learned some fun facts and we'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>